Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Monday, January 30th, and it's the last few days of the month, and we are marching forward. We are here taking your financial questions. We are talking you through what is probably going to be a, I think, a, a rocky and volatile time. This week, Mark, we have a Federal Reserve meeting. I know how much you love that. Uh, so there will be a Fed meeting this week. The expectation is a quarter of a point increase in rates. If it's anything different, if anything weird happens at the press conference, I promise to absolutely be on top of it. We'll make sure we have an introduction that gives you what you need to know. And we also have a jobs report. What is crystal clear as you enter into February is that we know the economy is slowing down. There's no doubt. How much it's slowing down, we don't know. And I don't want that to mean that you, you're like weirdly concerned about it because there's not much you can do. What we do want you to remember is that because so much is in flux, it's sort of incredibly important that you're taking care of the things that you can control. And that's what we try to help you do. So today we are talking to Christopher, who is from New York. Hello, Christopher. How are you? What can we do for you? Good morning. Thanks for the time. Sure. Well, I've got uh, I've got some kids in private school and one's getting ready to go off to college. And it's caused me to take a look at my situation and and wondering whether or not I need to make any changes. Christopher, how old are you? I am uh, 50. Are you partnered, married, anything? Married. How old is your spouse? 50 as well. Do you both work? No. My wife is a stay-at-home with the kids. Okay. How much do you earn, Christopher? Annual salary is $525,000. Ooh! Mark, cue the hate mail. Here comes the hate mail. 525. Okay. Relax, everyone. Calm down. Uh, what do you do with that 525? Do you make a big contribution to a retirement account? I do. I max out my, my 401k at work. And this year, now that I've turned 50, I'm going to put the catch-up contributions in, in as well. And I finally started funding uh, 529s for the kids, which uh, also plays into my questions. Okay, great. How much money is in your 401k right now? Uh, 401k total between my current one and my former employer, I have almost 1.3. Great. Is that all pre-tax? It is. Okay. And any money for your wife in um, retirement accounts, either old ones or IRAs or Roth IRAs for her? 
we have a traditional IRA for my wife uh, that has a little over 53000 in it. And what about brokerage accounts? I'm going to do the 529s in a second. Any other money invested? Yeah, sorry. Uh, I do have for myself, I have a small Roth that I funded early in my career, a little over 22000 in that. Oh, good. And then my employer, we're, we have an ESOP. And so I have um, almost 66000 in that. Uh, fund money account? Uh, fund money. We have a savings account. Uh, and a, that was a, not it. I was really looking for like a brokerage account or something like that. You know, like your your drawer full of crypto that was once worth something is now worth something else. I finally opened up my first brokerage account this past year and have a little over 7000 in it. Okay. Savings. Let's do that. Uh, savings. I have a, a high yield savings account, a little over 105000 in that. And then a regular savings account with a little over 79000 Okay, so we have 529 plans. How many kids? Three kids. How old? 18, 16, and 10. Okay, you're going to have two kids in college at the same time. Hmm. 18-year-old, uh, is there 529 plan money in that kid's name? No, really. I just opened, I opened these in the past year for two reasons. One, for state tax benefit because I can use it to pay for the private school that the kids go to. Yep. And then for the 10-year-old to start really funding that one. So that's where I'm putting the bulk of my contributions. Okay, fair enough. So when um, you give me the numbers for, let's do the 16-year-old's 529, how much in there? $100. So for the 16-year-old and 18-year-old, I just put $100 in. And then for the 10-year-old, uh, we have just under 5000 in there so far. Are you one of these families where you're not worried about college because you're spending so much on private school, you've already like taken that on and like <laughs> you can pay for it out of cash flow? I'm not as worried, but yeah, I'm certainly worried looking at the numbers and, and it's definitely factored into our consideration of the schools for, for, my, for my oldest. Well, what are we, so let's talk about that. What are you really expecting in terms of college? Are we thinking about public? Are we thinking about private? Like what, what are we saving for? Private school, uh, but we'll, we're also exploring public. So how, you, how were you planning on actually paying for that? So the savings accounts I referenced, uh, that's partly my emergency fund and my college savings, and then cash flowing it. When you look at your expenses right now, so how much is private school? Let's say the 18-year-old right now, what's the high school private school number? He got a good scholarship, so that's costing us around $16,000 a year. I'm, I don't want to state the obvious, but you make a crap load of money. You have saved a bunch, but I, is it just fair to say that it costs a lot to have three kids and putting them through private schools, right? Absolutely. Okay. Is there any way that you see that, I mean, if we were to presume a, I mean, I'll make this up, right? So if your kid were to go to, uh, I don't know, like Fordham and it's 40 grand a year, what is your game plan in your head? Well, it's interesting you say that school because that's one that's in the mix and uh, it's, uh, he's got a nice scholarship there, which will bring it down basically to room and board. So I like scholarships. So Mark, is it worth it, do you think, for us to really start funding this 10-year-old's 529 plan beyond the, well, I mean, I guess beyond the amount that you would get a, a state tax credit? I lean towards yes, because you've got time with that 10-year-old. So, Mark, do you agree with that? 
Yeah, 100 percent. Ten year old. Yes. Other two. uh, I'm not so sure. Me neither. So just so I'm clear, you're 50. Tell me what your game plan is. Uh, Work till I'm 65 or like, what do you think? Uh, I don't see any any big push to uh, to stop at 65. I could see myself going longer. Whether or not I'm going to be doing the same exact thing. That's an open question. Okay, but you're a worker. You like it. I am. So when you are looking ahead, is there any reason, this is sort of a, this is a very provocative question, why we shouldn't have you not put money into the excess, like, and when you look at your five, at your 401k and you're going to put 22.5 in this year, how would you feel about taking the 7,500 and putting it into adding it to your 10 year olds and like making that a bigger number every year? I could be persuaded. I don't know. Like, it depends how much you want to put away for school. If we consider that a 529 plan is essentially a Roth education savings plan, right? You right now, you do get a tax deduction because you have a traditional 401k and it does help you. But if you feel like you really want to make saving for college a priority, that is an option to you. I mean, do you have a lot of extra money? I I know you make a lot of money, but like, You've just, you only just started doing the catch up contribution, but do you feel like you have excess funds every month that you could throw at this 401k slash 529? And if so, how much? Yes. And anywhere from, from five to $8,000. A month? Yes. Oh, come on. So let's go. Where's that money going? You guys just having a good time? No, no, it's, it, it's gone to pay off. Uh, debt we had, uh, oh, both, both had undergrad and, and grad school debt, you know, to the tune of probably close to $190,000. We got aggressive and paid that off. How much is your house worth? Probably around 550000 What's the outstanding mortgage amount? About 230000 Is it a low rate? Yes, 3.65. Okay. And there's no other debt anymore, right? I do have, I do have some debt from... Uh, a loan I took to buy company stock prior to us becoming an ESOP. Mm-hmm. I have three, three and a half years on that. And that's How much partly, is that? partly where this money's gone. It's an annual payment of around 48000 Whoa. So where that stock is the stock that is where, where is that stock held? That's part of the ESOP. But is there other, is there stock in the company separately? There is not. So when we became an ESOP, we got bought out, and so I'm getting I'm getting paid out on my stock over a 30 year period. So I get in addition 30 30 at eight percent interest. Oh, I like that. Thank yeah. you. Sorry, I'm I perked up. 30, great. Okay. <laughs> so in addition to the salary, I get I get a stock payment monthly of ninety three hundred dollars. So one hundred twelve thousand a year of which I've been using half of that then to pay off the note I took. Mm-hmm. I took a 10-year note to buy the stock in the company. I got it. Okay, so now I understand. I was like, what is going on with this cash flow? It's weird, okay? So I get it now. So you get the money that comes in. Half goes out to pay off the loan. You only have three more years of that. And the other half, you've been you've got excess cash flow. And that's part of the five to 8,000? Correct. Beautiful. Okay, so in that case, ignore what I just said then do max out the 401k, do make the catch-up contribution and plow money into the 529 plan. I mean, you're also going to have to build up, as you know, you have to build up your savings because you're going to have two kids in college at the same time. 
So I don't know if you can do much more with that. I would throw, you know what? I would throw some money in the 16 year olds also because you're like, you're in it for 18. That's harder. 16, we're talking about there's two more years to go and then another four years. So that's six years where you can at least have no current taxation, even if it were a very low risk or even if you had a cash account. I I would put money in the 16 year olds, not as much as the 10 year olds, but I would. Do you guys have your estate documents done? We do. Ah. Thank goodness. I don't have to get on my soapbox. What do you have in terms of insurance? You are the primary wage earner. Do you have a big fat term policy on yourself? I do. I have a a 20-year term, which leads to my second question. Hmm. I've got about five or six years left on that 20-year term. And so Hmm. my youngest will only be 16. Hmm. It's a $2 million policy. And so I'm wondering, what do I do about that? Um, should Should I be looking for another term or... And then it's important to say, for work, I have two times my salary, up to a million dollars. Okay. So do you have that in place still, that two times your salary? Yes. Okay. You should price it out. I mean, you're 50. Are you in good health? I am, but I'm definitely not going to get the same preferred rate. No, you're, of course you're not. You're an old man compared to like where you were. 20 years ago, the insurance companies were happy to roll the red carpet out for you. Let's see what it looks like. You can probably get away with it. Here's This is what I think. Because you are making more money and because you have this money coming in from the, the stock, if you were to die, would your wife get still get that 9300 Yes. Okay. So that's good. You already have, I mean, you have assets. Before you started the process, you didn't have any money, right? Now you have assets. I mean, you probably could go without it. I would look at what a 10-year term looked like right now for like a half a million dollars, not more. Again, this the, here's the risk. It's six years from now. You drop dead. We have two kids' colleges paid for. We have the last one that's funded. I mean, you probably don't need it. I don't know if you need it. I mean, you probably could avoid it. You could look at it and see if you want just a little peace of mind. It's been a while since I've looked at it. So I will price it up through work and then see what I can get in the standard market. I'm yeah. paying $125 a month for this 20-year term. Mm, it won't be that. I'm sorry. It won't. You're right. It won't. <laughs> but you don't need as much either. You know, I'm really thinking like a half a million is really just that little cushion. That's it. Yeah. I'd like to make sure the house gets paid off. The kids' colleges are covered. And yep. you know, if my wife's got 20 or 30 years without me, I, d- I don't want her to have to worry about it or go back to work. Well, she won't because she'll be married to a much wealthier man than you. <laughs> so don't worry about that at all. I just did a quick quote on Haven Life for him for $500,000 for 10 years. It's about $77 a month. See, I would do that. 77 bucks a month I would do. I just think it gives you a little uh, just a little, little ease, right? Anything else for us, man? No, I appreciate it. You're great. You're in good shape. Congratulations. Good job. Thanks for getting in touch with us. If you, like Christopher, would like to join us on the program, all you need to do is go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and when you do that, a form pops up. Tell us what your question is. We will try to answer it. If you want to come on the air, be sure to check the box. Also, just make sure when you are on the website, there's so much stuff, lots and lots of uh, great content. We do have the uh, tax season open now, and there's some basics things that you should have on the in at your fingertips we have links and things like that we've got a free weekly newsletter and of course you can order the great money reset 
My new book just came out, so we'd love for you to do that. And uh, we remind you to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. It will make someone feel better and it will make you feel better. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students.